Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Coach Mack will join us in just a minute when you hear that music. You know what's coming. By the way, Mack Talk makes its debut tonight on The Zone at, uh, for the season. It's debuted. It's been on before. 6 p.m. You can uh, interact with them. Uh, Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. Or you can hit them up at Titans Radio if you've got questions. Before we get Coach Mack, let's get Nick in Cross Plains, though, and finish up our Ding Dong of the Week segment. Nick, thank you for holding. Hey, thank you guys for having me. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Great. Man. What's going on? Good deal. Um, I had actually two of them because one of them quite killed my parlay that I really didn't like very well. Uh, Washington State. Okay, we all know J.D. He looked sort of the norm uh, as he did here at Tennessee. Um, 15 to 3 in the fourth quarter. So I look back, I take a break, and my parlay is gone. I'm like, no. So in another one, this may be surprising. Uh, it's Florida State. Uh, Florida State comeback, I think it was, got me among 18 points yep. in the fourth quarter. Um, took it into overtime and lost by three. Now, I didn't catch the end of that game. They missed a field I, goal. Yeah. yeah, they missed a field goal. Okay, okay. So I'm sitting here thinking, oh, maybe I have to look it up, but Good. missed a field goal. Oh, man, they fought real hard to get back, but I, I didn't see that coming. Thanks for taking my call. Nick, appreciate the call. Yeah, it's tough, yeah, man. He would've, they would have won it too, man. I miss field goal in Florida State. Yep. I'll tell you who never misses any kicks. Coach Mack, he joins us now. Brought to you by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Need great health care coverage at an affordable price. Let Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through it. They got you covered. Coach, when you were when you were a young man out in Texas playing high school football, did you ever strap on the old kick and shoe and, you know, boot a couple of field goals in the game? Well, you were right, Mickey, in your first. I never missed a kick because I never attempted one. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I gotta ask That's you. The truth. I gotta ask you this. Yeah. This popped up on my phone today, and I thought, "Oh, I'm gonna ask Coach Matt because I know he has a story." On this date in 2003, Anquan Bolden played his first game in the NFL, and Coach, he only had 217 receiving yards against the Lions. Now, Steve Mariucci up there when when Mooch was the head coach at the Lions, and they were just into their new place. And uh, and and yes, I mean Anquan Anquan made a debut. And and really set the tone for what he was going to be throughout his national throughout his national football league career. The quarterback was Jeff Blake. They wouldn't let me re-sign Jake Plummer, if you'll remember. He went to Denver, and so we got Jeff Blake. And Jeff Blake came in there at the end of his career, still had a great arm. But Jeff Blake and Lane sitting there, he can tell you threw one of the prettiest deep balls in the history of deep balls. The best. That I mean, thing was like a punt. So, oh my! And he and but but he still <laughs> he still had an arm, and I tell you what, a couple of crossing routes he threw behind Anquan when Anquan would have had even more yardage, uh, you know, that game. But Anquan showed up that game. You know what, though, if you ask Anquan Bolden about that game, because he, he and I have talked about it before since, and, and, and I'll tell you what, he, does, he cares nothing about the rookie record that he set. He cares nothing about that. He's more upset about at the end of the game in the fourth quarter, he dropped a punt that they recovered and took in to win the game. Mm. And so uh, I'm just telling you, Anquan Bolden, uh, there was no doubt in my mind that that was one of the better draft picks I ever stood on the table for. No doubt in my mind when he stepped across the line to the National Football League, he was going to be a full-grown man from the start, and he proved it there in Detroit that first game. It's interesting, Coach, because people always try to find somebody to comp everybody with. And when the A.J. Brown came into the league, there were some people who comped him to Anquan Bolden, we got a couple of years of AJ. Do, do you see some of that? 
Well, I was the one that copped him. I mean, <laughs> go back and go back, go back and listen to my draft reports. I thought I that still was got right. Every dra- I still got every draft book I've done since '86. And in the in the column next to AJ when I was doing it, I, I put in parenthesis reminds me of Q is what we call Anquan Bolin. Yes. Tough, physical at the catch point, relentless off the line of scrimmage, would not be denied the football. And with the ball in his hand, he was a nightmare for second and third level defenders. So the, the, the answer is absolutely yes. Good stuff. Coach Mack giving us the Mack attack on Blaine and Mickey. Man, Coach, how exciting is it going to be to get back into the stadium with all the fans and hysteria and all the noise and interacting with the fans in the, in the game? In the NFL, especially with the Titans, of course. Yeah, Blaine, look, last year mm. was so unusual. Mm. What's this, my 36th season in a row in the wow. National Football League? And last year, last year, doing that game in Denver, that second Monday night game, to a completely empty stadium, and then empty stadiums for most of the season, was one of the strangest experiences I've ever had in over 650 NFL games that I've been involved in. Getting the fans back, even remember, even when we had 8,000, for the first time when they started letting percentages back in, it felt like, it felt like, wow, at least this is starting to feel like game day. You know, again, look, fans are a huge part of it. I know that you guys and our listeners watched the collegiate games last weekend. How great was that to see? How, how great was that at, 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 at Camp Randall in Wisconsin? How great was jump that? Around, coach, in, jump around, coach, jump around. See at Naylor. Yeah, how how great was that in Blacksburg, Tennessee, just to watch the fans. Look, fans are a huge part of the National Football League landscape, and I'm so glad they're back in it. I can't wait to hang out of the window in the broadcast booth and give the give fist bumps to fans. Man, I know. I'm sure the fans can't wait to interact with you as well. I guess before we get started, what are the NFL, I guess, protocols for COVID this year? I know the Titans have a couple guys that's supposed to be coming off of COVID. I think the the, the linemen there. Uh, but it, will they be able to play games if you have a breakout, or will they or will they have to forfeit? What are the the guidelines for that, or do we know yet? Yeah, we know. I mean, everybody's going to get tested daily now, and if you test positive and cannot and and cannot get a get two negative tests within a 24-hour period, then you've got to you've got to you've got to sit out, just like you know what Coach Vrabel had to do. That's what's going to happen. Now, it, it, if you're unvaccinated, you're immediately gone for 10 days, regardless of what goes on. And so and so, okay. uh, to me, they've made it very clear what the protocols are, and we know what they're going to be. You know, I, I would I think I don't know exactly when these guys. And, and see, it, it's if guys go on, it, it's it's it, you, there's one of two categories: if you test positive, or if you've been a, uh, in a contact tracing element with someone that has tested positive. And so I don't know what the specifications are of the guys, the two guys we still got on, but I think that we're expecting guys to be back. Right. Well, and I was also the other layer to that that I didn't ask you is: will they be able to move games like they did last season, no. or that's out the window? No. Mm-hmm. No, out the window. They are not. They are not moving games in 18 weeks and the the 17 game uh, uh, regular season that we're playing now. They've already stated they're not moving games. You know, as far as they're not going to move weeks, they're not going to switch games. They're not doing any of that. Uh, that's that's just not in. That's just not in it uh, for this year. This is a two part question before I throw it back to Mickey, and that is, you know, what's the focus of the staff? If it was you, you know, with this extra little time, maybe a day or two of time, and 
you know, and what's some of the biggest challenges week one? Because as a former player, I would always be a little uncomfortable because I relied on instinct and, and studying film and tape. And sometimes they don't show you what they did last year. They may be doing something a little bit different, even though if it's the same staff as well as the same players. So kind of take us through that process from from a, a coach's viewpoint as well as a player viewpoint. Yeah, well, Trick I mean, plays, it, it, you I know, mean, all kind it, of stuff. Yeah, adjustments in the National Football League are part of it. I mean, you reach this level of coaching and playing, being able to make adjustments on the run. I mean, there are no excuses like Scott Frost liked to put out at Nebraska after that <laughs> first loss to Illinois saying, you know what, they, they did something different in their spring game, and we weren't ready for that. Well, please. So, anyway, <laughs> that's not an excuse in the National Football League. And so what you do, you, 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 watch, you watch the tape, you get your, your players prepared, but you know as well as I do, Lane, just, let's just say defensively. First thing you're going to do, you're going to have some default defenses to go to if they start mm-hmm. doing something different offensively so that you get a chance to regroup on the sideline. You know, and so, you know, you have those settle down defensive calls that you can automatically make that if you're well prepared, that's what you always are going to have. And then depending on how much time you have during, you know, in between, in between series, it's not just halftime adjustments. It's hard to make halftime adjustments, the National Football League, because it's only 12 minutes. I mean, so you've got to be making adjustments series to series to series. But this first game, you try to put as much preparation as a staff into what you think they might do, but you always, always uh, tell your players going into it, look, we're, you know, the thing that you're going to have to rely on is technique and some of our base defenses if we get anything early. And it's the same thing offensively. If they start running pressure packages and they start giving us different looks over there, we've got some things that can counteract nearly everything that they do. may cut down on our call sheet, but it's not going to put us in a panic mode. Mm, keeping it real here, giving us the business. Coach Mack with the Mack attack. Coach, I wrote this question down a couple of weeks ago because I wanted to make sure to ask you week one. As a head coach, as a position coach, no matter where you were coaching or or what position you held on a staff, what were your biggest concerns on week one heading into the first game? Well, I mean, as a coach, you want to be sure your team's prepared. And it, it, it dovetails a little bit on what Blaine's question was because you don't know either. You know, as a coach, I mean, you know, you know enough – with the information that you have, but you don't know exactly what they're going to do. And the other thing is, and it's not something you can control as a, as a coach completely, but you can you can do it, is to how healthy your team is going into this. Because once you start training camp, or really once actually after you get out of OTAs, your main focus is to get everybody that you can, your best players, to the max of your ability, healthy to that first ball game. And that was always something that was on my mind constantly, you know, trying to do that, you know, along with the mental and physical preparation that you have to have going into every opponent that you're going to face, and especially against an uncommon opponent. We're starting out with an NFC West team, somebody that we are not familiar with. So there's always a little bit more mental that goes into that kind of thing. And maybe the best conference coach, Top to bottom, NFC uh, West, right, uh, man? Uh, <laughs> I don't, I, I, I don't think there's a maybe to it. I think they are. <laughs> I mean, I really do. I mean, they, they are from top to bottom. When you really start looking at what they have and the point as to where they are in the development of those teams, you know, which is critical. You know, in the National Football League, I think you are 100 percent right. I think the NFC West is from top to bottom the strongest division in in uh, in football right now. 
Well, it's interesting too, Coach. You got a, Kyler Murray coming in, um, who passed for almost four thousand yards last year. He ran for eleven touchdowns. How in the world do you kind of prepare yourselves? It's game one. It's going to be hot. You're going to have to chase that little dude around all over the place on Sunday. Well, you're going to have to have a plan for him and a real definitive plan. I mean, I've I've been involved all my coaching years in in those off-schedule quarterbacks that you had to have a definitive plan for. And so they will have one for him. But here's the other thing about him when you start watching him, and I've done extensive work on him since the summer. The guy's not just a runaround guy. That guy's got a cannon on his on his shoulder. I mean, he can spin it. You're talking about a Major League Baseball prospect, you know, as far as with an arm. I mean, this guy can, can throw it. I mean, and he can make all the throws. The other thing is – you know, even with his short stature, he can make all the throws off of any platform. He does not have to be standing in a perfect quarterback stance to make a throw anywhere on the field. This guy's a real challenge uh, physically uh, for a defense. Coach Matt giving us the Mac attack here on Blaine and Mickey. Yeah, Coach, uh, I guess give us, uh, besides the quarterback, give us some things you think may be the keys early in the week uh, to the Titans getting a victory of versus Arizona. Well, first of all, against this offense, you can't disregard the run. Everybody thinks it's just uh-huh. spread them out and spin it. You know, well, Kingsbury came into the league thinking he can do that, but he, he's, he's changed his philosophy a little bit. And I think how they handled the run with Chase Edmonds, and then they got James Conner there for a reason, right? So they're going to use that dude, too. And what they can use him in, I mean, he's a power type of a back, but Chase Edmonds can also split out. So don't disregard the running backs. I know everybody gets all caught up in, in what they have at receiver, which they do. And, 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 look, guys, DeAndre Hopkins is on that team. Do I need to say anything else? <laughs> I mean, we, we, we know what he is. I mean, we've seen what he is. We've got two former Texans, in fact, two of the, their best, to deal with, you know, on, on either side of the football going into this game. But, but DeAndre, Hop, DeAndre Hopkins is a big, big deal. And then A.J. Green, you know, and I've got a lot of sources there in, in Phoenix, you know, say that, that, that he's healthy and he's still got something left. So we know what he is. And the other thing is, is uh, they're going to run that Christian Kirk kid in the slot. So offensively, he and that Rondale Moore kid have been making some, some waves up there. You know, and here's the thing. Their offensive line, I really like their left tackle, D.J. Humphreys. I think this guy is a solid guy. And the thing they went out and did, they went out and got Rodney Hudson for for a center, and I think that's going to help that offensive line uh, quite a bit. So that's that's the offensive side of it. If you want to move to the defensive side of it, they've got they play a three four, but they play a multiple three four. They've got big dudes in the middle. That number ninety five, Leaky Fotu, big dude. <laughs> All right, I mean he's a, he's a he's a big big dude in there. And uh, to me, their their nose tackle, Rashard Lawrence, number ninety, he's somebody that we're going to have to get a hat on. And J.J. Watt, I look for J.J. Watt to be a rotational guy quite a bit to keep him healthy. But for early in the season, you know, even at this advanced age, he's going to be a problem, and he's going to be a matchup problem. Uh, the 94 Zach Allen had a great year last year. I like their defense because – and Marcus Golden, number 44, that yeah, plays I mean, at Sam yeah. Backer when they move around. Don't – I mean, this guy from Missouri, I liked him coming out of Missouri. He is just a high energy and a consistent dude off the edge. And so those those guys you're going to have to take care of. They've got two really, really long and fast young linebackers behind the line of scrimmage in, Z- in Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons. Now, they may not have the best eye discipline yet in their young career, but they're long and they can shrink the middle of the field with that length and speed. So to me, th- this is a good football team. It really is. And it's a good football team 
physically. I think they're a fast football team on both sides of the ball. That always presents problems. Oh, man, you didn't even mention, don't forget the safety, Buddha Baker. Man, just, well, I, I just want you to say Buddha. No, I was gonna save. I was gonna save. I was gonna save BB for the end because this guy is their this this guy is their eraser. Okay, yeah, wow. he is their consistent eraser. He is their best defensive player, without a doubt. I mean, he's their best defensive player, uh, and to me, I mean, he's he's a, he's a top twenty player in, in the National Football League. I love his game. He's physical. He's instinctive. He can he can lap. He can drop down. He can drop down and, and make tackles in the alley. Uh, he just he is the eraser for that defense. So I was saving BB till the end there. Blaine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the original BB. But yeah. Anyway. <laughs> now this kid. I'm not even on the radar. But uh, you know, I know you love ball. Uh, this has nothing to do with Arizona. But uh, you know, I, you know, TSU lost the game versus Grambling. But did you watch a little bit of that game? If you did, what was your observation? I watched every. I watched every second of it. Yeah. yeah. I watched every second <laughs> of it. And to me, the, the defense. I thought was was fairly impressive, especially when the one kid that that was suspended for fighting in the spring game. You know, their best defensive front guy wasn't available. I thought the defense would. They've got to settle on a quarterback, Blaine. If 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 you've got three quarterbacks that you're rotating in there, how many they have? What they have? Eighteen penalties in that game. I mean, you you get eighteen penalties. Who are you going to beat? I mean, the game was sixteen ten. I mean, it was a close game, and they kept it close. But to me, just watching it. You know, as a as a very interested observer, offensively they they've got issues if they don't settle on a quarterback. Got you, Coach, Coach Mac. Mac attack. Hey, tonight Mac talk. You and Rhett Bryan, right? Six p.m. right here on the Zone and on Titans Radio. I can't wait. Live, live. Here we go again, Mac talk. I mean, you know, thanks for all of our great listeners in in, in the area and from whoever dials in to one zero four five the Zone. We get calls from everywhere. It's been very successful. Just gives people a chance to engage you know, with myself and get a chance to engage with Rhett and get some, get some uh, a little uh, deeper uh, analysis of what's going to go on with the Titans and also throughout the league. So uh, it's live. We, 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 don't, we don't take Mac talk, Mac talk. We do it live. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. I love interacting with the fans. Uh, to Blaine's point, when we started this thing, that's why I can't wait to see him in the stadium on Sunday. Coach, I love the show, and I can't wait to hear it tonight. We'll have it on while we eat our family dinner. I can promise you that. <laughs> looking forward to hearing it. Well, first of all, don't make don't don't make Christina mad because you have Mac talk on when the kids are trying to get settled at the dinner table. I don't want any of that to be the blame on me, Mickey. No way. Rhett and Coach Mac always welcome for dinner at our house. Thank you, Coach. Thanks, guys. See you. Appreciate right. it, Coach. Thanks. Hey, when we come back, I, I got a stat about Jerry Rice that involves Julio Jones that will blow your mind. It's Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Would you?